0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to HBICT. It is your girl, Jelena, from the HBIC Squad. How you doing? Ha- happy Women's Month. Happy Women's Month. It's March. In HBIC Squad, March is our money-making march. We're making some money. We're talking business credit. We're talking finances. We're talking budgeting. It's money, money, money conversation. And it's the perfect time to have that conversation because it's literally during Women's Month. And there's nothing more that I love than women. I mean, at the end of the day, come on now. Y'all, y'all already heard me say it on Instagram. And I, and, I, and I guess I'll just say it again. We are the beginning and the end. The start and the finish. You understand? We make up the entire sentence. We make up the entire sky rises. We make up everything. We are everything. Okay? We are wanted, seeked. Right? We are sought after. We are copied. You understand? There's not a person alive who isn't jealous of a woman. You can't tell me we are not everything. Anyways, happy Women's Month to all of my women out there. May you be successful. May you touch your your goals. And may you reach your plan. So let's get into it. So today we're going to actually talk about some mistakes that I made when starting my business. Oh, the mistakes I made. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Okay, so... As anybody else I didn't know what I was doing Um, the very first business the very 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 from top before I was even baking very first business I started was a graphic design business slash photography business I was creating um, logos and designs for people's businesses and I was also taking you know photos and it I wasn't doing product shots I was doing more uh model and artistic photography uh fashion and artistic photography which I had completely fallen in love with and maybe maybe one day you guys will get to see some of my photos that I've done I have a whole portfolio um of photos and uh yeah that I was very happy with um and that business it didn't really flourish the way I wanted it to flourish because I didn't really know how to market myself, you know. Funny story, I loved marketing class the entire time I was in college, but when it comes to self, you tend to not not realize what you need to do, but you always can realize what everybody else is supposed to do, right? So I didn't know how to really market myself and um, during that time frame I was networking a lot on, online. There was a lot of different social media platforms, Be, you know, besides like MySpace, there was a place called DeviantArt. There was contests you can enter in. There was even networking events you can go to and stuff like that. So I went to a few of those. Um, I hung out in the art community a lot. I did a lot of photography in in the hip-hop Miami scene. Um, there was always events that were happening around that time. So I would go and do some photography during some um, b-boy dance stuff and some DJ things going on you know some concerts or whatever and a lot of people started recognizing me and seeing me because I would go to a bunch of them and I would always go take photos but um that didn't really flourish the way I wanted to flourish right and then um my sister was going to college she was about to go to college and she well she was uh what was she but at the end of her junior year and I asked her like well, what are you trying to do in life like what do you want to do and she was like well I want to like go to culinary school And I thought that was perfect for her because she does love to cook. She's always worked in the food industry. And I was like, you know, that's a great idea. So what if I just invested in your dream? And then I could just like, you know, like just sit back and do the business part and you can do the baking. And she was like, okay, mind you, she was a junior in high school. That's 11th grade. She was in 11th grade. She was 17, 16 years old. And I, um, yeah, so I was like, great, let's think of a name first. So I remember we spent one Sunday at Barnes and Nobles, me and her and my, and my uh, ex and all three of us sat there and we were coming up with names, like we were writing down ideas and the business name ended up becoming Yes Ma'am and underlining the, the the tagline, uh, sweets from the kitchen. So it was Yes Ma'am sweets from the kitchen. And it was an ode to our grandmother, uh, our great grandmother, who we refer to as Nana. Um, because in the South, South South Carolina, for all you non-Southerners, the proper way to speak to anybody who's older is always yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. You know, if they call you from the other room, they could be like, Jelena, and you'd be like, ma'am. That's how you reply back to them. You know, if they say, hey, do you want a second helping? You say, yes, ma'am. Everything was always yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. So we wanted to show our appreciation from growing up in part of the South and then also our appreciation to our great grandmother who took part in raising us, you know, um, and being there a big influence on our lives, especially when it came to food. Um, so yeah, so we named the business yes ma'am and it was really easy for us cause we had went through a lot of different names. That wasn't the mistake that was made. It was when, Oh man. Okay. So I didn't know anything about baking and my sister didn't really know much about baking either. She knew, you know, how to follow directions but we didn't know the ins and outs of baking and I actually had a friend who had a sister who was about to graduate from culinary school so I took her on and I said hey do you want to help manage this project we're trying to do and kind of teach my sister everything she needs to know and you know help out in that way and then maybe we can work it towards you know you being coming part of the bakery because the goal was to like open up a bakery and she uh she did but, you know, bless her heart, she didn't know much either. And me not knowing much either, I was just like, oh, I'll just leave her to do everything. So there would be days I gave her my, like, debit card and be like, okay, go buy this stuff that we need. And then it, when she bought stuff, it was like stuff that we didn't really need. You know, it was just like extra stuff. But that was because I was blindly thinking that, oh, she gets it. Right? And she didn't. She didn't get it. And that's not a dig at her. That's a dig at me. You know, I I was mismanaging stuff. I, I had this 11th grade girl who was going through puberty and trying to just like go to prom. Try, you know, I'm trying to push her dreams of becoming a bakery owner. And then I had this, you know, freshly new 19 year old kid who was in culinary school and she didn't know much. And I'm trusting these two people to know how to like get it together. And here I am that knows nothing about baking. I've baked, but I know nothing about baking. And then I, um, I just blindly gave it away through them. And I was like, oh, I'll take care of the business part of it, you know, the back end. Which was such a naive concept because running a business, I've learned when you're running a business, there's no way in hell. No way in hell that you can't get your hands dirty, right? You can't go, I'll just do the back end. And think that all the other parts of it, the large parts of it that everybody else sees, that you should not have a hand in. No. No. If you're, let's say for example, you want a t-shirt business, right? But you don't want to make t-shirts. You just want to invest in a t-shirt business and have somebody else make the t-shirts. What are you going to do if that somebody else dies on you? What are you going to do if that somebody else says one day they just want to quit? Now you have to rush to figure out who's going to help you out with that right? Who's going to who's going to do the t-shirts for you? It's not that you have to do the job all the time, Right? I didn't have to be the baker for a baking business, but it's very helpful to know what the fuck you need to do when you're running a baking business. So what happens is I had to let that girl go. She wasn't very happy with it. It doesn't matter. She wasn't very happy with it. I had to let her go. And then I started doing it myself. And then my sister slowly started like dwindling away because she was now becoming a senior and she was going through her own things. Because again, I mistakenly thought like, oh, my sister can handle this. This is what we do all the time. We do a lot, a lot of different events. My, my family does a lot of different events. So this will be easy for her, but also I have to remember she was down in 12th grade. She, she didn't give a shit about this stuff. She was just like, I'm not, I don't care about this. I'm, I'm trying to call my boyfriend and hang out with my friends on the weekend. So I had, um, I ended up taking the business over myself And for a very long time, I still was mismanaging it because I was just like, just on the go. I was always busy. Granted, I was always busy. There was always something for me to do, but I was never productive or profitable. And those two words, never, I never, ever understood those two words. Never understood those two words when I first, when I started out doing the business, when I started out doing the business and then when I ended up doing the business myself productivity and profit weren't part of my vocabulary. I was just trying to get the next order. I was just trying to get the next order. And then I was trying to get the next order. And then I was trying to get the next order. I was always trying to get the next order. Right. And then it was like, boom, got to order, boom, got to order, boom. And there was never a moment of rest. I was working uh, full-time jobs, going to school full-time, doing the baking stuff on the side. Then I was doing uh part-time jobs and after I had graduated I was doing part-time jobs and doing the baking on stuff it was just so much and then I decided to add on my Etsy shop and my Etsy shop was so much and then I was and then somebody asked me to decorate their event and then I was doing that and everything just kept piling on and I wasn't saying no to anything when I say I wasn't saying no to anything I don't mean like I wasn't saying no to like some things I wasn't saying no to anything i I made balloon columns. I did sweet tables. I created cookies. If you guys know me, you should you should know I should know better. And I, I shouldn't I have no business making cookies. I made cake pops. I have no business making cake pops. I I, I was doing so much because I wasn't saying no to anybody. Right. I, I got hired with an event. I did their entire baby shower from start to finish. I made their invitations. I took their baby photos because they knew I was a photographer. Once upon a time, I did their cake. I even hosted the entire event. I was the DJ, not the DJ doing the music, but the disc jockey like standing on the mic and stuff like that. I planned all of the um, I, I was the host of the entire event. I planned all the games like I just didn't say no. I, I just didn't say no. I just kept saying yes to people. Right. And I also was doing this thing. Sorry. Oh, my back. I was just cracking my back. Anyways, I also uh, realized that as I was not saying no to people, I also wasn't charging them. So I was like, yeah, of course. No, no. Like, I mean, I charge them for my photography. I would charge for like the cake and stuff like that, but I never charged for like the setup. And then I always got reeled in. I don't know if anybody else. If you have a baking company or if you're a photographer or even if you're a graphic designer, do you ever notice that if you are the photographer that they always ask you to take the photo? Like you're just hanging out with a group of friends and they go, here, take the photo. And it's like, can I be in the photo? That's how I was like, can I be in the photo? That's the main reason why I stopped doing photography. Because I was so sick and tired of going out when I would officially go out. And people would tell me to take photos. And I'm like, I just want to be in the photo. Can I be in the photo? So that's what happened to me when in the cake world. Like... I walk in the room at somebody's event, I didn't do the cake, I didn't do the table, I didn't do anything. But they were like, oh, can you help me cut the cake? I'm like, the fuck? No. Well, I don't know how to cut a cake. I'm, oh my god, the amount of times I fucking heard that word. I don't know how to cut the cake. I don't know how to cut a cake. Just cut the damn, what do you mean? You're 50 years old, you've been cutting cake for 50 years. Cut the damn cake. What do you need somebody to stand around and cut the cake for you? Just cut the cake. Like, it was, it was so obnoxious. Right. And then, like, even if I did deliver the cake, they'd be like, oh, can you stay and help cut the cake? I should have. I was like, yeah, of course. I never thought to go uh, no or hey, you can you can pay me some more money. Never thought of that. Never, ever, ever thought of that. Right. So the, these mistakes of like not saying no hit me hard um, in my productivity and in my profit, because I always tell y'all time is money. And if you're wasting my time, I'm losing money. Right. Same thing with productivity and profit. It's literally the same thing. If you are not being productive, then there's no way in hell that you are profiting. If you are continuously going in circles, going in circles, and there's no purposeful meanings to what you're doing, then there's no way in hell that you are becoming profitable towards towards a plan of where you're trying to go, right? No way. At some point in life, I decided I no longer wanted a bakery, but I was still working in that mannerism right and then I remember I sat down and I said okay I need I need to make a change I need to decide do I still want to do event planning do I still want to do my Etsy shop and my Etsy shop was I was making uh, custom fondant toppers that I shipped all around the world and um and hand hand is, it wasn't like oh just cut out little circle toppers no I was hand sculpting toppers with fondant and um so that took a lot of <laughs> that took a lot of time um, and then updating my Etsy shop all the time, updating my website. I was getting on blogs. I was on Martha Stewart's blog about three or four times. And then because I got on Martha Stewart's blog three or four times, then moms were reaching out to me to do their kids' parties. It became, I was very busy, but still very broke. So that should tell you something. Um, but then I had uh, decided I was no longer going to have the Etsy shop. It was becoming way too much. I closed it down. And then um, I decided I was no longer going to do events close it down and I said okay I'm just gonna do like baking you know so I thought of that but then uh, my ex decided to become a police officer so he moved here to Georgia and soon after uh, we got pregnant and then I followed suit we you know lived here whatever like that which was the plan but it just kind of happened so quickly like it happened so quickly like he was going for interviews boom he got hired boom we got pregnant Boom, now we live here in Georgia. Like, it just happened, like, back to back to back. And I didn't have time to think of, like, well, what was I going to do in Georgia? Like, for me, I was like, well, I can always do cake. Not thinking that when I got to re-advertise myself, repackage myself, I'm moving to a totally different place. I have to rethink my pricing. Um, so, in the midst of having postpartum depression and anxiety, I repackaged myself. And that is when I became the most productive because i literally had time to think now mind you i had a newborn so my thinking process wasn't as clear but there were times where i would stay up for really for days um and i didn't even realize i was staying up for days i would you know put him to bed my son to bed and then i would be just up in front of my laptop just thinking of ideas and that's all I did because the, re- the whole day, all I was doing was spend- spending time with the newborn. So then at nighttime, I was like, boom, I have to think of ideas. So I thought about how I wanted to repackage myself and what I really wanted to do. And that's when my teaching career of baking took off where the majority of you know me from. Now, before that, though, there was a time where I thought I was going to be successful. And um, let me tell you something. I wasn't. And it was a big fail and a big slap in my freaking face. I was quite embarrassed of the situation. To be honest with you, I told this once before on Instagram. I got um, contacted. Well, I was doing a bunch of events. Um, I was attached to this girl from Facebook, a really nice girl. Her name's Fabian, and uh, she was she put on a bunch of events every year like a bunch and so she asked me to be like the exclusive sweet maker person for this event where I can come and sell like my cupcakes or whatever so I would sell my cupcakes for like a dollar at these events Um, mind you we barely sold cupcakes because people had to pay to get in the event let alone they didn't want to pay for cupcakes which I never thought about why I just didn't sell her the cupcakes and then that way we could have just given them away at the event anyways that's here nor there but that was another mistake I made but we'll, we'll talk about that, about like what events you should be putting your, attaching your business to, depending on what type of business you have. We'll have that whole conversation. But at this event, a woman and a man came up to us. And I am such, let me rephrase that, I was such a gullible person back then. If somebody told me, oh, you're amazing, immediately I'm like, oh, I'm amazing. If somebody said, oh, this is not good, immediately I'm thinking I suck. And these people came up and they were like, oh my God, these cupcakes. They weren't talking to us directly, me and my sister. They were talking to each other, but very loudly in front of us. Oh, aren't these amazing? Wouldn't she be amazing at the party? Da 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 Now I realize, as now I'm older, more mature, uh, I, was, I got got. That's what happened. I got got. Um, so they were like, listen, let's get your number. We would love to have you at our event. We're ha- I'm having a spa opening. I'm putting a spa down in Brickell in Miami. If you're from Miami, you know where Brickell is. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. So then she her assistant emailed me and told me to come into the spa. They wanted to give me a tour so I can get the story, the background, or whatever. So I got the whole story. I got the whole background. It was such a lullaby story. Very heartwarming. This woman opened up a spa, an ode of her mother who died of breast cancer. These are socialites. If you don't know what a socialite is, it's basically like, usually it's typically women and they basically just create events and it's they're always trying to do like charity events or whatever but it's really just a, a social gathering and and you know for the rich and you know the class not, not classy but the rich and like the fancy they just want to show off type of stuff you know like think real housewives of like beverly hills like that they're socialites So she was like, you know, I, my mother and she was very well known in the community and we put on all these events and they were in the magazine. I got to see the magazine, all of this stuff. And I said, okay, that sounds beautiful. She showed me the magazine cover and I was like, oh my goodness, it's such a heartwarming. Her mother had died, you know, all of this. It was very heartwarming. And I said, yes, of course I would do this. I'll come to your event. I never talked to her about price. Um, yeah, that was a mistake. And I just, I remember I got in the car and I went, oh, shit. (laughs) What did I just commit myself to? And I didn't even ask them, I didn't even talk to them about money. But um, during this time, she also was like, she hyped up the whole thing. She was like, this is going to be amazing for you. You're just starting out. This is going to be amazing. Um, You know, I just auditioned for the Real Housewives of Miami. You know, it's going to be amazing. I'm going to be on the show. They're going to be here. They're going to showcase everything and I was like oh my god this is this is actually kind of cool this is actually kind of amazing and this is before I had children mind you before I had children I was in my 20s and I said okay so I spent days baking stuff right because I made all these cupcakes and then there was going to be a display cake and I could not get it together I remember I wanted to quit my mom was like you told her you were going to do it you don't ever tell somebody you're going to do something and not show up at least have a conversation with them. And I was like, well, I just don't think I'm going to show up. They're not paying me anyways. I started having like, like regret the fact that I even was doing this job. And then I was like, you know what? It's not her fault that she's not paying me. I didn't say pay me. Like, I didn't say anything. Like, I said nothing. I was suckered. It just happened so quickly. I got in the car and I went, oh, well, well that's horrible. Um, the day before, I had sent my logo and all my stuff to the assistant so they can put on the flyers and everything like that. Um, I get to the event and I'm early she told me the event starts at 6. I get there at like four forty five because I wanted to make sure I didn't get into any of the evening traffic in Miami on 95 and um, everybody's still setting up there's nothing happening she's like oh I'm glad you're here here's your table whatever I said oh, cool I went to the Dallas store. I got those silver platters just so I could showcase my stuff on it on the table I was there super early like super early i invited my dad to come because i was really excited for him to see what i was doing and then the event began to get super crowded around eight o'clock mind you she said the event starts at six nobody was there at seven i was like what's going on around eight o'clock people started trickling in it was getting really packed really busy there was a staff of people handing out food they came over to my table took my platters i was like what are you doing it was so crowded and i was like what are you doing i almost had it out with this man and this man's like i'm so sorry i just saw platters i didn't know they were yours he go- i said yeah these are mine like i'm not sharing this this i'm doing this event for free for him to then go yeah i'm doing the event for free too and then we both compared notes and we both were like we got suckered into this because he was a manager at a restaurant around the corner. It's an Italian restaurant. He was serving, let me tell you, this has nothing to do with the mistakes I made, but everything to do with the food that this man was giving. He was serving chocolate meatballs. Now, before, before you judge, okay, we're taking a little railroad off the story. Before you judge, don't judge until you try it. This chocolate meatball, I have never had something so freaking abstract and weird and divine all at once. Let me just say that he gave us like a box of chocolate meatballs that he was handing out at the event and I love a sweet and sour situation like I love eating chips potato chips or like Reese's Pieces right and that it was so good it was just so good like it was literally a meatball with tomato sauce and everything dipped in chocolate and then the chocolate hardened around it was so good it was so good I don't I don't know if you guys ever had something like that. It was so good. I never went to the restaurant, but he gave it to us, and we compared notes. And I was like, I apologize. I don't. I don't mean to be abrupt with you. I was just upset because this freaking woman, like, I feel like she kind of like finagled her way into this but you know stupid us for being dumb business people he was like yeah so whatever we were cool all my cupcakes were everybody loved my cupcakes everybody was so nice all the guests were so nice they saw how crowded it was they were all being generous because I had a cake on the table and I made the cake in the design of her mother's dress because that was really important to her so she saw the cake or whatever like that at one moment I went inside because my dad got there and I went to go get him and I went to introduce him to her and she just kind of waved us off and that embarrassed me a lot and then she went on stage and she was saying i want to say thank you to everybody and so she was thanking all the vendors and she started to thank all the vendors and then she got down to me and she said now mind you my business name was yes ma'am sweets from the kitchen she got down to me and she said i want to thank two girls and a cupcake now nobody knows who those people are I don't know if they're still around, but that was a, a bakery in South Florida, in Miami, on Brickell. And those that company had just opened up probably the year before. Two girls and a cupcake. And everybody standing around my table. And when I tell you it was crowded, it was we couldn't even move. If you ever been to Miami in a nightclub, that's what it was like. Everybody around my table turned around and looked at me and said, that's not your business name. Because they all took my flyers from the table. Because they were taking cupcakes and flyers, cupcakes and flyers. They were all like, that's not your business name. I said, yeah, and they were all looking at me like, girl, go tell her that's not your business name, and I went over there, and I remember her assistant was standing there, and I said, hey, that's not my business name, and he goes, oh my God, okay, hold on, and then I finally looked at the flyers that they made for the event, and they didn't have my logo on it. They had two girls and a cupcakes logo on it. Because the day before when I sent my logo, I never got to see the finished flyers. They added the wrong flyers on the, I mean, the wrong logo on the flyers. So I was so embarrassed. Like my dad was there. This was a moment that I had hyped up in my head and my ex was with me. And I mean, at the time, obviously my, my then fiance and I, we slowly just packed up our stuff and we left. Like everybody watched us leave. We just left. And I was so devastated and I was so pissed off. I was so fucking pissed off because I was like, fuck, like Jelena. And that, that event taught me so much. It taught me so much. Like, first of all, any event that you decide to do for free, you make sure to have a contract for it, either way. And you make sure that there, you see all marketing material and make sure everybody has your logo correct on it. And they need to advertise you in the mannerism in which you want to be advertised. Point blank, period. If you're doing something for free and this is a hey, I'm doing for free, you're giving me advertising, whatever, this is how I want to be advertised, right? Because now I'm paying for advertisement with my product I'm p- providing with you. Second of all, don't ever do an event again for free, Juliana. Never again, never again. Ever, ever, fucking again. Don't ever do another fucking. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I've had, let me tell you something. I've had, ever since after that event, I've had rappers, I've had rappers managers, I've had song man, uh, uh singers managers, I've had actors come to, I've had all, when you're, when you're in Miami, you tend to run into, it's a, it's a small group of people, you tend to run into people who are famous and they, famous people want free shit all the freaking time. And they will always have their manager goes, we'll just see if you can get it first for free. Right. I turned down all of them, all of them. All of them. I turned them all down. Nope. Nope. You could pay for it. And they'd be like, oh, this will be great exposure for you. You mean to tell me you're so rich that you're so broke? Is that what you're trying to tell me? You are so rich that you too broke for my cake. Is that what you're trying to tell me? So I said no. That's when I learned the magic word no. The other thing I learned is I don't give a rat's fucking ass what sob story you're about to tell me. I'm going to get the uncomfortable conversation over with first. And then you can tell me your sob story. And that means I'm going to talk to you about how much this is going to cost. Right? Everybody is always so uncomfortable about talking about money. Right? And the reason why people, are, including myself, are so uncomfortable about talking about money is because nobody ever fucking talked to us about money. Nobody ever said to us, hey, this is how you budget. This is what you do with your finances. This is what you do with this. This is how you do that. Nothing. Nothing. So then now when we have to open our mouths to talk to people about money, we're like, mm, I mean, how, what, what's your budget? Which is the number one fucking question I tell you guys, do not ask people. Do not ask them what their budget is. That's the most ridiculous thing. Ridiculous. There's How many times do you go around in one day to go buy stuff? You go to the grocery store. You're running your errands. Who is asking you when you walk into those stores, what's your budget? Nobody is asking you those questions. Nobody is asking you those questions. Do you understand me? Nobody. So why are you asking people that question? Anyways, that's here nor there. Get the uncomfortable conversation over with. Okay. And the uncomfortable conversation is money. First and foremost, the thing I do when people start asking me, hey, how can I get XYZ from you? Whatever service or whatever product. I say it flat out. Well, let me give you a link to my website that shows you my prices and the products and the services I provide. But also let me tell you where I start at. So that way you already know you're gonna come out the pocket at X amount of dollars. And and if you're like, oh, okay, well that's not bad, then we will further this conversation. But if you're like, oh, that's, that's a little out of my budget, then guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna end the conversation. Because I'm not going to waste my time. Because by wasting my time, what am I doing? Losing money. And I'm no longer being productive and I'm definitely not going to profit from this. Do you see? You see how that whole situation just went full circle right there? You're welcome. All right? So those are the mistakes that I made when I started out in my business. And the number one thing that I learned is always get the uncomfortable conversation over with. I don't sugarcoat it. I get, I am from that one situation that happened to me in my life, that woman standing up there calling my business the wrong name, giving me a cold shoulder when we got there. I didn't, I didn't ask for any type of compensation, putting my, not my logo on the flyers. None, no advertisement went to me. All of that, all of that, I learned to never do another fucking thing for free. And I didn't care if I hurt someone's feelings. Well, I'm trying to talk to you. No, 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 ma'am, you're wasting my time now. I have, I, I, I'm not the register. If you're not ready to check out, then you need to move along. Do you understand? Business, yes, you want to have great customer service, but you're not going to have a business if you're not talking business. And the number one thing in business to talk about is money. Because people want to know how much your product costs. And the things you need to know is how much your product costs you. How much your product is going to cost your customer. How much your product is going to cost when it's broken down into pieces. You need to know all of these numbers. And then you need to be confident enough to tell them fucking numbers to whoever's asking the question. Who's ever valid? Let me say that. Any valid person asking the question. Right? Right? If a customer is coming and saying, hey, how much can I buy this for? You need to know that number. If if somebody that you want to invest in your business is going, well, how much does the product cost you to make? You need to know that number. Right? What's your markup? How much money are you paying yourself? You need to know these numbers. For heaven's sakes, everybody, watch fucking Shark Tank. You think, yes, it's entertainment, but the questions they ask on Shark Tank are very valid questions. Very valid. So, yeah, I made mistakes. I fucked up a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. (laughs) I'm learning things all the time, right? I still make mistakes, but that probably was the number one F up. That one right there. And it's not on anybody else's shoulders, but mine. It didn't matter that I provided this woman with free service and a free product. It was my job to make sure that my business was shown in the best light. And I fucked that up. So don't be like me. Don't be like Jelena from two thousand. Two thousand and seven, eight, right? Don't be that, Jelena. Somebody tells you, hey, we'll we'll give you exposure if you give us product. You're gonna say no. Do you understand? You're gonna say no. Cause your bills are gonna come in when you have to pay your electricity bill. And are you gonna tell your electricity company, hey, can I give you exposure to give me free electricity? That doesn't that's Unsurreal, And it doesn't matter if you're just starting out. People go, I'm just starting out. I just wanted to test it. No, that's not how that work, boo. That's not how that work. There's a difference between testing your product out on the market and then giving people shit for free. There's a complete difference. And we'll talk about that some other time. But anyways, happy fucking Women's Month. I hope you guys are going to get your finances together this month. If not, you probably should. You probably should. We're talking finances all next week. I have one-on-ones up the wazoo. And all I'm going to talk about with these women is what's going on with your money. Because you want to know why? Because nobody ever sat me down and said, what's going on with your money? So I can't keep turning a blind eye to conversations that make people uncomfortable. This is the stuff that's going to get you productive and profitable. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.